Good morning, good afternoon, hello. I'm with Aubrey Malone Moya. They're both important, right? Yes. So, like, I don't know. I didn't want to leave one of them out. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? What is it technically? Malone, legally. Okay. Legally, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean by technically. Yeah, legally. Yes. Still Malone. <laughs> okay. We didn't go for the legal marriage option. It's not important to it's me. Not a, not a conventional type. I just. What's the point? For, yeah. What for? Yeah. We had a wedding, like we're in love, we love each other, we got to express that in front of the people that we love, mm -hmm. and I'm not really sure how much more official things need to be for, uh, you know, who do we need to... Why, why, yeah, why do you have to incorporate everyone else too? Yeah, like, it's not even their business. Even know. I don't even know them, and I'd rather them know less. Yeah. The least, the better. <laughs> yeah, I would agree, yes. I wish it was that easy for everybody. Yeah. Okay, let's start with your age and what you currently do for a living okay uh i am 35 i just had a birthday on june 23rd and i'm technically i'm a stay-at-home mom also i make medicine with cbd for some folks just close in my life that have uh just like some cancer issues and a couple things people that are in pain and so i helped them out awesome figured out how to make medicine with cbd it's pretty cool yeah that is cool there's a lot of cbd places and such that i'm seeing yeah probably gearing up for legal yeah weed one day that would hopefully soon hopefully yeah hopefully we'll get there and i don't know that i'm even looking to become big in any kind of business you know mm -hmm. i think i just had a couple of friends that i saw that needed help and i wanted to I wanted to help, so I figured yep. it out. And because um, these things can be, when you're talking about retail, when you're talking about paying retail for a CBD product, these motherfuckers jack the price. Like mm -hmm. it's, especially now that I know what I know on about making these products, these people are getting fucking. It's a racket, <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I just wanted to help my friends out, and I did. So that's good. Yeah. But I basically stay home and take care of my kids. Yeah. Full-time job. So you just had another I did. Baby. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. His How's that going? Oh, God. he's He is beautiful, dude. He's finally, like, getting... He's eight weeks old. Eight weeks and a couple of days. And he's getting fat, you know? <laughs> like, he's starting to... When they're born, Dustin, my brother, you know, he says they all just look like aliens. <laughs> and I think that... He looked like Roger from American Dad, you know? Okay, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, so he was right. But now he's filling out. Oh, God, he's so sweet, dude. It's He's starting to smile a lot. And I was holding him the other day, and I'm like nursing the baby. And then Molly, my three-year-old, she comes, and she hugs me on the side. And she's like, Mommy, I love you. Dude, I just started crying. Jamie was like, are you okay? I was just like, they're so beautiful. <laughs> so it's going well. That's awesome. Yeah, it's indescribable, really. Yeah, since I don't have children, I don't know that feeling. But I get, you know, the same yeah. kind of thing with dogs coming up and yes. showing appreciation for no reason at all. Not yeah. just seeking attention. You just, feel some love. Yeah. It's, it's good to have that. It's Love is... It's universal, no matter like where it's coming from. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. get the all the same parts of your brain are activated. You get that feeling, but 
it's so crazy though because when you have a baby and it's yours and it's your it's just wild it's i don't even know if i have the right kind of words like i have hard pregnancies it's hard on my body i have the hyperemesis like i throw up the entire time you know i don't get the oh you're sick the first trimester like no bitch i'm sick the whole fucking time and it sucks but at the same time like you get this whole feeling like you're in this together you know like and then when you have your baby and then you look at him and it's so lame dude but like if you ever saw twilight or read twilight and the chick (laughs) she talks about imprinting Uh, oh yeah yeah yeah. and she talks about yeah imprinting and how like you're it's like gravity shifts Mm -hmm. it's like that dude it's almost like your entire world changes in one moment. Even the whole time you're pregnant, you're like, oh, my little baby, so cute, my little nugget, you know? Like, yeah. oh, it's the coolest feeling, dude. I don't know. I wish I had more words to tell you about it, but it's the best. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, comparing it to a dog, it's not the same. I just, no. <laughs> I, was, but... I was thinking about how a kid could actually say words and express mm-hmm. that love, which yeah. would be completely different. Which would blow your mind, yes. right? Like, yeah. Thank you for making me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's wild. It is. It's great. All right. Besides the a recent podcast I did with my wife and best friend, you are my first legitimate guest in the last few months. Yeah. And uh, besides my wife, also, you're my first female guest. Oh, really? Yeah. I haven't had any, any other one any other ones here so this uh i don't have female questions so i just right (laughs) Right. i guess it's just a different perspective let's see so i definitely don't want to get bogged down talking about the virus and quarantine and all that stuff right but what are your thoughts about everything now having experienced it for a few months and with a new baby honestly we're a pretty isolated family anyway you know i don't work outside of the home. My husband is a welder. He does. He has not lost his job. His hours got cut. He lost 70% of his income. Mm-hmm. Um, and we moved during this. But it was so necessary. It was fine. We're It's okay. And the new baby... Ah, I don't know what to think, Rusty. I'm not a fucking doctor. You know what I mean? So I feel like I don't know what all the facts are, but I also can admit that I don't know what the facts are. So <laughs> what I hear, the recommendations, I'm just going to follow them because I I don't have the knowledge or the experience. Or even if I started doing the research, I don't have the capacity to understand, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, the yeah. way professionals do. So if you tell me that I need to be wearing a mask and I don't need to be out you know, fucking with a bunch of people, then that's just what, that's what we're going to do. And I have a newborn. I might feel differently if it were just me Mm -hmm. and I didn't have anyone else to think of. I might feel a little bit differently. I probably might still follow loosely Mm -hmm. for other people's sake, but because I have a newborn, because I have an elderly grandmother who's, you know, on pretty close to dying anyway, I don't want to, I'm careful because what if I got this attitude? Uh, fuck it. It's not even real. Blah, blah, blah. But then I ended up being the one to bring this home and kill my kid because I just want to be a dick. You know, fuck that. Yeah. What's the, what's the end game with that? Just because you think that your rights are being infringed upon. Who fucking cares? (laughs) 
for the moment, you know, there's people whose rights have been infringed upon since the beginning of time. And, you know, <laughs> I'm just going to stop. Hold on. I'm going to, we could go. I could, never mind. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I don't want to get bogged down on that. But even if your rights are infringed upon a little bit in this manner, what is, what is the, what's the end game for them? Right. Do you really think that they're going to have us? wear masks forever or right. there's something else that's going to happen. I, I think it would become, get out of, what are they it would become apparent this? and everybody right. would revolt instead right. of just refusing this small thing right from the start. Right. Because of a meme or something. It's, it is because of a meme. It's because of a bunch of memes because everybody puts their opinions, you know, into the form of a meme and then they post it on Facebook and these fucking idiots think that it's factual. Yeah. They're not like, oh, this is some douchebag 13-year-old probably just made this into a meme and posted it. And they're like, oh, look, the government's, look, it's a fucking conspiracy because some 12-year-old named fucking Kevin wrote some smart-ass meme and posted it. And some 80-year-old fucking boomer thinks it's the truth. <laughs> this is wild yeah. how like the, how things are working right now. It's funny. Except it's it, yeah, it can be funny it's for real. sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people are yeah, and people are getting in real arguments and making. That's stupid. Yeah, it's wild. Okay, cool. That's enough of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you said you're getting your tubes tied tomorrow. Oh How yeah. How do you feel about that? I'm fucking stoked. <laughs> <laughs> What's the recovery time on that? Oh man, um, they say it's about three weeks. Really? Yeah. Wow. And it's a laparoscopic surgery, but it still is a big deal. Mm-hmm. My doctor was saying, and I don't really know that I heard her 100% correctly or understood, but she uh, was saying that they don't, the term tie your tubes isn't necessarily accurate. She's like, these days we just take them out. She's okay. like, but it's going to hurt. And then I've talked to a couple friends. One friend I talked to said she didn't feel normal for about six months. But then someone else I talked to said she felt normal after about a month. So I guess it just all depends on how you're built. It's not like getting a vasectomy, which is like a three-day recovery time. Man, that's wild. And Even to this day, I hear tubes tied, and I just picture like the pretzel, you know, yeah, me too, me <laughs> too. But apparently, they go in through my belly button. I don't know. It's gonna, it's gonna hurt. But I have good help. I have good people around. I have good support. And so, Jamie, you'll have a couple of days off of work. My friend, I was telling you, she's gonna stay with me to help with the baby mm-hmm. and she was just telling me in the car on the way here and she's like but you have to like actually let me help she's like i know you're gonna be over there like but wait let me just hold him and you do this and she's like no you have to let me help you yeah like, okay <laughs> but he's so precious it's like hard to let anyone else hold him for five seconds yeah i'm pretty obsessed <laughs> <laughs> but it's um I'm excited about it. And the nurse said she's never talked. Like, I went for a pre-op on Friday. She said, I have never met someone who's so excited to have <laughs> surgery. But if you've gone through three pregnancies like I've gone through, like, mm. I love, dude, Rusty, I love babies. I love my kids. And I would, I, my mom is a home birth midwife. I would go through the process of labor and delivery five more times if I could and have the kid. I would love to, but the pregnancy is so hard on my body that I truly don't feel like I could survive it again. Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of years being really hard on my body, and I think that 
I just don't have another one in me. Like another pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Uh, another a lot of things. I just don't have them in me. So I think, but, and I think it's the appropriate thing to do to listen to my body. It's telling me mm-hmm. this is not for you anymore. So I'm just going to make sure it doesn't happen again. And it's wild because insurance will not cover, they'll cover Jamie's vasectomy partially, like, but we would still have to pay like $600 or whatever for the copay. Right. But they'll pay 100% no copay of me getting my tubes tied, which is like a way bigger surgery. Mm-hmm. It's so confusing to me. It like, why? Like, why wouldn't they just cover that little snip, snip, <laughs> snip? Yeah. But it's okay because I'll never have to worry about hurting like that ever again because yeah. that the labor part is a breeze but i know everyone doesn't feel like that that's my experience <laughs> maybe you're like, saying it's a breeze compared to compared the, to the nine road months. to it yes yeah. it hurts but you know nine months of hurting is different than a few hours yeah i don't like throwing up once oh gosh <laughs> it's well because you can't breathe you know yeah. like you can't catch your breath and it's just steady oh man it's scary it's scary every time yeah. it happens so yeah, I don't like it either. Yeah, th- I think throwing up. At least for me, my whole body just feels like all the energy is sucked out of it. When oh it's yeah, happening. wears you right out. You have to go so, lay down. Yeah, and you have yeah. this other thing that's taking all of your. Was that me? No, it was. I bet it was. Well, hey, was it you? I don't know. No. But I'm gonna turn it off. Yeah, I didn't even turn mine off, so oh, that was a good reminder. Goodness, how rude! I'm bad. Well, I have some of my own questions to yeah. ask, but. I wanted to start with the things that Micah and Dustin mentioned. Oh gosh, so what have they done? What I'm going to do is <laughs> I'm going to play one of these for you just so you can hear. What? Because <laughs> I could just ask you, but it might yeah. be more fun to hear them say what they said. So we'll start with Micah's. <laughs> ask her about the lawnmower. Oh, that's Dustin's. I'm sorry. <laughs> ask that her about the Dustin. lawnmower incident. The lawnmower incident. Damn. Mm-hmm. It's not really that funny. No. But it it's was, <laughs> well, it's it not was a funny. Moment. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah, I felt really bad about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't mean to. That wasn't his fault. <laughs> that was yeah, that was the part where he says I didn't mean to. <laughs> uh, uh, you wanna hear about that? Yeah, let's let's go with Dustin's first. <laughs> um, okay, so I must have been about three years old. I'll never fucking forget this either. <laughs> <laughs> like, and we lived in Haltom City, and we had this, ho- like, our house was on a corner lot. The yard was fucking huge, and, and it's a Texas summer, so it's 105-ish outside, gotta be, and I was a streaker. Like, you could not keep clothes on me when I was little, but Dustin had um, mowed the lawn front and the back. I don't know, however much of it, but I was kind of... He pulls the lawnmower up. I was sitting maybe on the back of my mom's car, just Mm -hmm. kind of perched up there. He finishes mowing the lawn. He pulls the lawnmower up next to the car. I'm not, I don't know how it happened. Maybe I tried to go to him, jump to him. Maybe I tried to jump down to go in the house. But when I got off the car, I fell and my naked ass landed. I sat down on top of the lawnmower. And like fucking, it it just my skin. It just burned through the skin on my ass, oh my like God. third degree burn style. Good like, Lord. yeah, it was not a, just the sun, but just because no, he got done mowing too. Yeah, he had just got done mowing in the oh. hundred and some degree heat, and I was butt naked, and I just fucking felt. Oh my! I'll never forget. It took my breath from my body. That paint, the heat, you know, like yeah. 
oh my gosh, that was a lot of weird shit happened to me when I was little <laughs> that just was kind of like wild, like weird coincidence things. Mm -hmm. I got hurt a lot when I was little. I'm accident prone still, honestly. <laughs> that reminds me of, I think it was in second grade when I fell into a campfire from the night before that was oh, just ash. Oh, yeah. I was with my grandparents. But like the my, embers, were they under yes. here? Yeah. Yeah, I was with Ooh. my grandparents. They were inside of a, they had a little trailer out there on the property. That's where my parents actually live now. They're, yeah. They built a house out there. And all I can remember was that I was just being a kid, playing around just, you know, by myself. Yeah. I don't know what the hell I was doing, but I remember a, uh, a red wasp coming towards me. Mm -hmm. So I started backing up. And as I'm backing up, I trip over something and I fall. And the whole place is like wow. sand. It's very yeah. sandy. So it felt like I landed on the ground, but I landed right in the pit, didn't realize it. So when I pushed my hands down oh, to push no. myself back up, right. they went all the way down and it was just like they started blistering up immediately. Oh, God. I just remember screaming. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why Dustin said I didn't mean to. I wonder if he's the one who knocked me down. You know, I was three years old, so I don't remember. Maybe he just felt bad for... Or maybe he just felt bad for mowing the lawn right next to me like an asshole. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's possible. <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, all right. But I'll ask. Yeah, I hope see. he doesn't. I hope he doesn't just feel bad for that for the longest time for no, no reason. Yeah. All right. Here's what Micah said. Man, I wouldn't know what to ask my sister because I don't know what direction it would go. <laughs> um, <laughs> you just better fucking hold on for you to your fucking pants when my sister rolls in here. <laughs> I would say um, uh, we're one thing to stay away from. <laughs> <laughs> nothing nothing you just, you she got, said she said nothing, nothing. is off the you table. gotta know that you know yeah i'm not wearing any underwear <laughs> that's kind of like, like aubrey right there she's ready to party baby. yeah and she's gonna say straight i'm gonna ask aubrey when she grew up that's what i would ask her damn yeah he whenever we recorded that he said you guys talked about that recently which was when yeah. that was recorded uh i'm gonna cry a little bit <laughs> Dude, so, like, Micah and me's relationship, our relationship is fucking great now, like, but it has been a long, I remember a long time hearing, that it wasn't. Well, I didn't hear details. I just know that you guys weren't, you were just having some issues together or, or well, whatever Well, there is was. a long time. I mean, you know, I was fucking strung out for many, many years, and he tried really hard. You know, he did his part to try to help, and uh, I was not ready for that, so he did what he thought, you know, was best for him and his family, and it probably was, you know? Mm -hmm. But we did have this conversation about, it was right after uh, Tracy died, we had a conversation about when did I grow up, like, Micah believes that at some point you have, like, a, a turning point. You know what I mean? Something happens and it changes your life and you make the decision and you change. And that's, well, that's the belief he had for a long time. I'm not sure about currently. I know for myself, it didn't work like that. You know, I had several turning points and they were, you know, a lot of real fucked up shit has happened in my life that I brought on myself. You know, I had, I think I told Micah that my biggest turning point was when CPS showed up at my house the second time because they were coming for my daughter because they came when my son was born because I um, tested positive for heroin in the hospital 
And I was already in the hospital for a drug-related illness anyway, and I was huge pregnant, so mm-hmm. I was... And they should have been there. They had ev- they needed to be there because I was ill-equipped. I fucking was not ready to have a child. I was a child. Even though I was 25 years old, I was fucked up. But when they came six years later when I had my daughter and then I relapsed, you know, sh- again, they came for my daughter. I fucking... This is why he said he didn't know which way it would go. <laughs> like, that really changed me because... I really, when I got pregnant with Molly, I was clean, and I felt like I had been given, I am not religious, I'm not even, fuck, I wouldn't even say I'm spiritual in any kind of way at all, but I feel like I was not given, but I had stumbled across an opportunity to do this right, you know, like, mm-hmm. like okay, I'm fucking pregnant, and I'm going to do it right. And then I was maybe three or four months pregnant when some bullshit happened and I got upset with my husband and I went and I fucking did some heroin over it. And like, that's going to hurt the other person. You know what I mean? It's so fucking stupid. And so I like had screwed up that pregnancy and I wasn't doing it right. But I just, I mean, I tried hard when I was pregnant with Molly to fucking get my shit together and keep it together and it didn't work. And when CPS came for her after when she was two months old, I really thought, that's it. You know what I mean? Like, and something did change in me. I got caught using by my probation officer at the time, and I knew, and that's how CPS ended up at my house because mm-hmm. I had got a dirty at my probation. So they called CPS because they knew that I was breastfeeding, and, and I was. And again, CPS was called, and it was appropriate. They should have been called because I was fucked up again. You know, but I did change when that happened a lot. Micah says bullshit, you know, because I relapsed again after that another time. But I tell you that that time when they came for Molly, I don't know how to explain how it feels when somebody takes. It's like someone literally takes your ability to breathe from you. You know what I mean? You can't even catch your breath when somebody takes one of your kids from you. Oh, God, it's just wild to even think about how to describe those kind of feelings. But it did change me when they came for Molly. And I um, ended up going back to prison because I had violated my probation. And I knew I was going to go back to prison. And that time when I went to prison, that was my third time to go. I made a decision when I was getting arrested that I wasn't going to engage in any prison-like behaviors, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. yes, I'm going to prison, but that does not mean that that's who the fuck I am. You know what I mean? I decided before I ever fucking went that I was not going to do that again. Like, prison is fucking stupid. If you've got a hot girlfriend... Actually, if you have a girlfriend at all, the bitch doesn't even have to be fucking hot, okay? But that gives you some kind of status. She Mm -hmm. could have two and a half teeth, but, you you know, she's she's yours. So you're somebody, right? Stupid. (laughs) And then if you got money, then that means something. If you got friends around you, that which only really happens when you've got money or when you're strong and you can whoop someone's ass and you got a bunch of people around you who can't whoop anybody's ass. Yeah. But I decided that I didn't have any interest in being involved in any of that fucking stupid shit. You know what I mean? I had a family at home. I had a husband at home. I didn't... I had just lost my kids again. And I knew... I didn't want that any fucking more. And I didn't know how to like 
get there, but I knew that something inside was done. I was done in a way that I had never been done before. Mm -hmm. So when I went to prison, I only had to go do six months, just finish my sentence, and then I could come out off of probation and everything. So I don't have any legal shit hanging over my head anymore, and it's been... I've been out since March 29th, 2018, and I haven't had any fucking bullshit since then. That's good. So that's when I grew up. I grew up in prison in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> good question, Micah. <laughs> that was not the end of my journey, though. I fucked up when I got out. It was right. short-lived, and I fucked up for a couple weeks. I couldn't believe it, and I didn't know how to get out of it. And so I fucking tried to kill myself, and it didn't work. And when it didn't work, I didn't realize I didn't have a awakening. I just understood that that living that way wasn't an option anymore. I was not gonna. I feel like that a lot of times that, or I felt, not currently. I felt that people who got to OD were lucky. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they got to die. They got to be done. They were done. They didn't have to deal with it. That was like great. And I aimed for that for many years. I heard somewhere that if you get too big of an air bubble in your vein, it'll stop your heart. Mm -hmm. You know, so when I would draw up a shot, I would draw up 30 cc's of dope and I'd fill the syringe all the way up with air every fucking time, just trying to. And then I realized that you have to have like this huge, massive air bubble. I learned that on some fucking show. I was like, damn, all these years. <laughs> but <laughs> it was stupid. But, you know, um, but I just understood when I didn't die that I needed to figure something out. And I felt very desperate. I reached out to um, one of my therapists from before. His name is Brian Simmons. I reached out to him. He fucking saw me pro bono. This motherfucker, like, you're spending, like, one thirty an hour to talk to this dude, okay? Right. But he saw me pro bono for well over a year. We did EMDR. I don't know if you know what that is. I don't even know what the damn letters stand for, but it's, like, mild form of hypnotism. They, okay. You follow this light like this. These things vibrate in your hands when the light goes to the right. You know, so it's just triggering the different sides of your brain while you're talking about trauma okay, yeah. and you just dig a new pathway in your brain. So you have a new pathway, a new way that your brain reacts when you think of said trauma instead That's of weird. Yeah, and it's amazing and it's changed my fucking life. I was being a drug addict dude and on the street for 15 years off and on and you deal with some shit and you experience some fucking traumas and you you know, develop PTSD. There's no way you don't, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. your brain has to learn how to live in these and just survive in these circumstances. So, you know, the fights and the attacks and the, like you're fucking fighting for your goddamn virginity, you know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes, honestly. So you just start living there, you know, in yeah. this fucking fight or flight. That's just where you live. And so EMDR really helps you carve new pathways and um, find a whole new way to live. And it's changed my fucking life. And it's crazy. And I'm like, soccer mom. And it's so weird. <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> that's awesome. That's good to hear. Yeah. I hope everything exciting. stays that way for you. And that's, that's um, not just like a mental training necessarily. That's no. like a physical. Yeah. 
It's difference. incredible, That's dude. Interesting. EMDR, look it up. Dude. I'm going to have to check, oh. check into that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You might have already addressed this when we we're talking about it, but oh, I was ahead. just going to say, you know, I know you struggled with addiction over the years, but what was one of the hardest things to get through that addiction caused? Well, okay. So there's a couple there. I'm a very emotionally driven person. My relationships mean a lot to me. You know, my friendships, the people, my family. Whenever Micah left my life, that was like, it was devastating, you know, because I moved there. I moved to Michigan to be with them to when Devin was first born, my niece, mm -hmm. to help with her and to like be the nanny. And I was there for almost a year and it was beautiful. Like, I wasn't on dope, but I was drinking pretty heavily. And um, I don't think any of us knew. I think that was just really an adolescent mistake that we all made. We didn't understand the risk that I was taking by drinking, Yeah, you know, and drinking so heavily. And we're all just thinking, well, she's not on dope, you know, so it's cool. Right. And it really just ended up not being cool. And I kind of sabotaged things. And when I came back from Michigan... You know, that's a very light version, you know. But when I came back from Michigan and Micah was not a part of my life anymore and Devin was not a part of Danielle, like, those people had become kind of... My whole world really revolved around the three of them. So it was very devastating for them to go away. But And so every time that I've tried to get clean, like, over the years, not every time, but especially in the beginning, I would really try to reach out to Micah and be like, well, I'm clean and he wanted to give me chances, you know what I mean? So I never did anything like stole from them or things like that. I didn't do that to him because there was just something about that relationship. I wasn't willing to go there, which yeah. is weird because I did to everyone else I knew, including everyone else in my family. But that was just somewhere I wasn't willing to go with Micah and Danielle. So I just didn't do it. Mm -hmm. But... um. I think emotionally they he got fucked over too many times. So overcoming that, this is honestly only in the last year and a half have we gotten to where we are now, where we're close, where we text regularly, where I can call him and have a phone conversation with him about an itchy fucking hemorrhoid if I want to, and we're going to crack <laughs> up about it for fucking 40 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if that's what I've wanted forever, but it was hard to get it back. Mm -hmm. And it was hard to, I would catch myself being mad at him, you know, like, well, mm -hmm. fuck that motherfucker then, you know? Yeah. But I knew 100% that he was right. But it, there was still the part that I wanted him to be like, like, I know you're right, but damn, come get me, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, shit. But uh, that wasn't his responsibility. And I think, out of most of the people around, he did the right thing first by just cutting me off and stopping the enabling, you mm -hmm. know? Maybe if everyone had done that 10 years ago, things would have gotten better sooner. Not that it's anyone else's responsibility, no. Right, right. But if I hadn't had all this shit to fall back on, I might have gotten sick of myself sooner. But maybe not. Yeah. You know, there's really no telling because I lived on the street with nothing for mm -hmm. a long time. Yeah. And I still didn't give a fuck. And then the other, it's hard to see what I've done to my mom. I feel like I've aged her, you know, in ways that she should, in a time 
even now that she should be able to chill and relax. And, you know, she's in her mid 60s. She should be able to chill and just be having a good time. She still is very concerned with how I am Mm -hmm. just because it's it's ingrained in her at this point. I've been doing well. I've been doing very well for more than two years at this point, but it's still is just ingrained in her to take care of me, you know, because I've needed it for so long. So yeah. it's hard to see um, the toll that I have taken on somebody else's geese, you know, Yeah. and my kids. But they're so fucking, my son, he doesn't remember that I was ever on drugs because I left, you know, I kind of, I not kind of, I gave them to my mom to raise. I don't, not because I was any kind of a decent person. I don't want it to sound that I'm like trying to say that, but mm-hmm. I was scared to drag him through the things that I was going through. So I just kind of dropped him off with my parents. And um, I felt at the time that it was the merciful thing to do for him, you know, but it was really, it was still shitty for me to do that. You know what I mean? What yeah. I should have done is gotten my fucking shit together. <laughs> Right. You know, so earning these relationships, you know, seeing Isaiah, I had to, recently I got a traffic ticket and I was going to, I got a letter about appearing in court, but that I couldn't appear in court because of COVID and whatever. Mm-hmm. But when he just heard me say um, court, he fucking freaked out. And he was like, he just grabbed me and he was like, don't go to court. Don't go. Don't go. And I was like, whoa, dude. And he was like, they're going to take you. You're going to go back to prison. And I'm like, damn. Yeah. I've been out of prison for two and a half years. You know what I mean? And I haven't so much as, you know, almost got arrested for some any, you know, like I don't fuck around like that anymore. But it is still the first thing he thinks when he sees a police officer or hears that I'm going to have to go to the courthouse. He thinks I'm going back to prison. Like. That's hard. That shit's hard. That is hard, yeah. It sounds... But I work hard every fucking day. I make sure that these kids, when they walk in the room, if I haven't seen them for 20 minutes or I haven't seen them for 10 seconds, that they know how happy I am to see their fucking face. You know what I mean? Like, I work hard to make them know how much I love them and that they can trust me. And, And I take it seriously at this point. To There was a time where I said things and I wanted them to be the truth, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to go away again, or I'm not going to hurt you that way again by disappearing, or I'm not going to this, like, I wanted that to be the truth. But now when I tell them these things, I know I'm telling the fucking truth. Like, I know I'm not going back to prison Mm -hmm. because you have to fucking catch a felony to do that. And I'm not fucking doing it, you know, like, (laughs) so some things have been hard, but some things have been fucking awesome too. That's good. Yeah. Makes you really appreciate those awesome things going through hard stuff. Dude, we have this, we just moved in this tiny ass apartment and like, I'm thrilled. <laughs> like, I'm thrilled about it because we ended up, I have a bad criminal record. We end up dealing with some slum lords a lot because mm-hmm. of my record. We have to find someone willing to give us a chance and a lot of the people, they're willing to rip us off. You know, yeah. that's what they're willing to do. And so, you know, we've been at my mom's house for the last nine months. And we finally just got into this little tiny ass apartment and I just like, 
am in love. <laughs> I love it. So I just love having our space. I'm just, yeah. I'm happy to have our whole little family together. It's great to be with everyone, but it's really great, you know, when you feel like we did this to get, you know, like we came together and we fucking did this and we're not living off anybody and nobody's loaning us nothing. Like it feels good, dude. Yeah. I like it. That's good to hear. I'm happy for you. Oh, yeah. So with all that said, this is a two-part question. What would you say to anyone out there that is currently battling addiction? And what would you say to anyone out there that has a friend or family going through something oh. similar? Not that you have all the answers, but since you've lived. I have no answers, but I would, I think I was telling you earlier uh, what I would tell anybody because it's such a hopeless fucking situation, dude. It's like every fucking moment, though, is an opportunity. You know what I mean? Like every moment that you're living is an opportunity to fucking make a different choice. And Mm -hmm. it's not, I know, and it's not easy. And I just, what I would tell people is don't fucking beat yourself up, dude. This shit is treacherous and it's fucking real and it's hardcore and it'll kill you and it's stronger than anything else out there. So if you're strung out and you're just feeling like a loser fucking piece of shit, that's the wrong way to be looking at this. You know, Mm -hmm. you need to be looking at this like, no, bitch, you're a fucking warrior, but so is that shit, you know? But every moment you have an opportunity to make a different choice. You know, like in the beginning of Trainspotting, I don't know how many times you've seen that movie, but he's like, choose life, choose a career. Mm -hmm. Like, choose a fucking big television. Like, Dude, just fucking, that's, I've thought of that, just choose life quote so many fucking times. Like, it all comes down to choice. And sometimes you feel, sometimes you're out of control and you really don't feel like you have any choice in this matter. Either you fucking get high or you're going to shit on yourself. What kind of choice is that? But it still is a goddamn choice. Yeah. And, um, you're not going to, everybody's not ready to fucking, for families and, shit like that it's not your choice to make yeah it's not your choice to make and you can't force somebody to make that choice and you can't and if you shit on somebody because they didn't make that choice today then fuck you i feel that way too because if you haven't experienced this and you don't fucking even know what these people are dealing with but you're gonna sit on the sidelines and be a dick you know yeah then fuck you and (laughs) yeah But also, it's okay to go away and let these people figure it out for themselves because you can't do it for them. Mm -hmm. But if that's what you're going to do, then that's what you need to do, not stand around trying to make, stand around making someone feel like shit. They already feel like shit. Trust me. Yeah. They already feel like fucking shit. So I don't know. That's what I would want if somebody is hurting why would you go kick them you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and if you don't have anything to offer in the way of help then just stay away yeah you know don't don't be a dick (laughs) i can get behind that (laughs) okay boy this is kind of uh deep a little bit it can get less deep i'm cool with that too (laughs) yeah there's only one thing other thing i wanted to ask you about which you don't have to dig into either whatever but because I'm, I ask everybody, I try to, about someone's experience with depression. Oh, yeah. So I'm sure you've battled some of that, too, much. through so all much. this. Just a matter of perspective, if you wanted to share any portion of it, whether it's 
advice on how to deal with things or maybe just something that got you down or yeah i don't even know how to what do you advice i probably don't have i got tons of experience Mm -hmm. maybe I think I was telling you earlier, don't make a fucking, don't make a permanent decision in one fucking second. Depression Mm -hmm. is heavy, dude. Mm -hmm. And life changes are heavy and fucking, I've been there where I, meant so many times, countless times, you know, I used to drive down the fucking road and I would just think, if I just jerk the wheel right now, you know what I mean? If I just, I could fucking end it all. And like, it used to take me you know, like I would have like a conscious effort to not do that, you know, because I was so fucking miserable mm-hmm. and so depressed. And sometimes you can't move and sometimes you can't shower. And so like I was telling you, like I am not opposed to like a compassionate suicide, you know, like how- sometimes I think people deserve, I think people have the right to die with dignity. I think people have the right to decide when they're done here. But um, where depression is concerned, I would say, like I told you, I said to somebody recently, like, okay, well, if a week from this moment, you know, 10 o'clock on this date, this is how you feel, you know, then I will leave you alone. Mm -hmm. Just making snap decisions in a bout of depression, you know, can really, yeah, you can really get fucked. Yeah, because depression just seems like it's a giant, you know, storm cloud over you and you can't see the sun for a long time. You're going to, you feel effects from that. And how do you pick that up? You know what I mean? Sometimes it seems like everything is just so fucked up. Mm -hmm. It's overwhelming and you don't even, you know, you start to work on one of the issues, but you have a plethora of other fucking shit just waiting, Yeah, you know, just weighing down on you. And it's, it's fucking hardcore, man. But there's, God, I hate how fucking lame I feel like I sound sometimes and like how corny and shit, but God, there's so much out here. Even in the way of like, I'm not the person, I don't give a fuck about material shit. Like there's, I care about my, about people and I care about helping and I care about my relationships. And like, there's so much to the point that to my own detriment, a lot of times I get fucked over quite often by people that I care about. Because I fucking care about him. And I like, I want to help, but I like to show, I think it's important to show the people in your life that you care about them. But that also makes me an easy target. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to stop being who I am. And I'm not going to stop loving the way that I do. You know what I mean? There's so much love out here. I just eat that shit up. Like, I fucking <laughs> love it. I love love, dude. And I love, you know, I've got these two chicks in my life that have come in my life in the last year. We've all got a bunch of kids and uh, we're all right around the same age. And we've become so close just in this last year that I just am in love with these chicks. Like they're so cool and they're, they've got so many great things about them and they bring their kids and my kids and there's so much and they fuck, they do their normal kid shit and they argue and they fucking slap each other every now and then. You know what I mean? But before they leave, they're all hugging. I love you. I love you, bro. I love you. Like, I'm surrounded by so much love. It's so worth waiting for, yeah. dude. It's so fucking worth it. But it it's not free, dude. G- a good life doesn't just happen, you know? It takes work. All these, you have to nurture your relationships. Somebody's not just going to keep pouring out good to you. 
if you don't have anything, if you're not pouring out good as well, you know? Yeah. So. Or if you're just pushing it away. Right. Exactly. Or if you're just fucking eating it up and burning it off and you don't, you know? Like, yeah. And wearing people out. Like, so there's, oh God, there's so much fucking good to be had. It's yeah. bad. I really think that's part of a lot of people's problems too is the, what you're focusing on, I guess. Yeah. Just like you said, you have a plethora of stuff to worry about that's going on, but you're completely ignoring all of the good things that there's tons. have happened or still happening, mm-hmm. will be happening, you know, next week or whatever. I, I mean, would, just like yesterday for yeah. me, I, I didn't have a ton of stuff that I had to do necessarily, mm-hmm. but I know there's things that I, I need to do and yeah. I would like to finish up and I just stack them all in my brain and then I stress myself out mm-hmm. because I'm not going to, I know I'm not going to get them done. And then I have just wasted an hour stressing just over tripping. it, getting none, right. of it, none of it done. And when you could have spent to... that hour making out with that hot ass wife and like <laughs> being sweet and having a good time and being like, you know what, babe, I would like to get this one thing done today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, and then the rest of the day, I would like to nurture my fucking relationship, dude. Like, yeah. I don't know. I feel I'm such a. For, I'm so for the love, dude, and nurturing yeah. your relationships. It's so important, you know? Like, yeah, I got to hear. If it, when everything else is gone, what do you have that's left? That's what you got. It's going to be you and her, and you're both going to be fucking ugly. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, there's exactly. like, and there's, yeah. so it's you better nurture better. that relationship. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Um, if you could go back in time and talk to Aubrey from, we'll just say 15 years ago, what would you say to her? Oh, man. Just a one-liner, if that makes it easier. Have you noticed? I'm not a one-liner kind of person. <laughs> I just had to throw it out there. <laughs> um, so, let's, I was 20 years old, 15 years ago. I was, oh, God, I was, I was skinny for the first time in my life. I'd always been kind of chubby and not very cute. I had just come home from Detroit, Michigan, where Micah was. I, was, I had just started stripping. I would say, damn, bitch, <laughs> slow down, <laughs> slow down. Yeah. The first time that I got real strung out was on meth, actually. And it was, I just kind of got mixed up with a fucked up group of people, but I lost a lot of weight really fast. And I was pretty much unrecognizable to myself. Like, I mm-hmm. had never looked at like that before. No one had ever found me attractive before, much less tons of people, you know, but I didn't understand the group of people that I was in. Like, they would have fucked a dog if it would have sat still, you know? (laughs) Like, I didn't understand. Yeah. But I just, so all of a sudden I was thin and I thought I was hot shit and I had this dope habit, which I also thought was cool. Just for the record, I thought I was like, they, call them, they would be like, oh, it's the Ice Princess. And I thought that shit was cute. That's fucking disgusting. <laughs> okay, meanwhile, my breath was fucked up, you know, like, yeah. and I was just nasty as hell. But um, I had never felt these things before. Like, anybody wanted me or anybody wanted me around or anyone thought I was hot. So, And I always felt so big. So when I lost all that weight, I just... Yeah, I wanted to take my clothes off. Like, for the world, I thought I could make money, and all of a sudden, I thought it was this glamorous lifestyle, and it was just disgust. It was a bunch of sad, broken, 
girls, dude. Young, sad, broken girls with drug problems just like mine. We partied our asses off. We had a lot of fun. If you, like, want to have a story time, I could tell you some hilarious shit, you know what I mean? But we, it was, there's also... We can some, revisit that. <laughs> right. There's also some really dark shit. So, I don't know. I, I think maybe I would tell myself to just... Hold on and get ready. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's going to be dark. Like, and I would just probably try to. Would I have listened though? You know, right. that's the question. I would tell myself, don't do this. Slow the fuck down. Chill out. You're a fucking dumb idiot. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. But I wouldn't have listened, you know? So yeah. I think about that with myself sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You know, talking to myself when I, in my early 20s, I, I, I Probably I would everything. not have listened. I knew everything. Yeah. Resting, I, well, I can't so say, did you. Yeah, I can't say that I thought <laughs> that I knew everything, but uh, when it comes to advice or anything like that, it's just like, yeah, yeah, cool. You yeah. Know, in one ear and out the other kind of a thing. Do you remember the first time we ever met? I do. It was at Rubens? A, yeah, it was at a party at Rubens, and I actually, I didn't know who you were. Was that St. Patrick's Day? Yes, and I <laughs> fell in that hole. <laughs> Did, were you out there when that happened? I don't that think hole so. in the front yard? No. There was like this big like sewer hole, and I'm trying to walk <laughs> into the party looking all fucking fly, okay? And then like I fell in the hole, and it went my just my left leg up to my ass was just black mud, and so I had to spend the rest. Yeah, I had to spend the rest. Yeah, it was fucked up. I don't remember that. No, I had to spend the rest of the party in Ruben's boxers. It was ridiculous. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then uh, my little cousin, uh, Aaron, was playing beer pong and out drinking all these dudes. And I had never seen her act like that. And I was like, hey, like, okay. But uh, that was a long time ago. It was, a, And then everybody was asleep and I was the last one awake, which is always. And you were asleep on a couch and I didn't know who you were. And I was like, I just remember being like, hey, like, move because I'm going to sleep by you. And you're like, no. <laughs> and then I was like, God. So I went to like the next couch and told some other person like move I'm gonna sleep right there and then that person did scoot over and I, I was like, not a gentleman I'm sorry but it's fine <laughs> it was like six a.m. and we were all still drunk yeah. like that's ridiculous I'm pretty <laughs> sure my phone I think I broke my phone that night like oh really throwing it down or something it was because it wasn't working or you know oh, something yeah, fast one, just one of those it wasn't things fast Fuck enough. you yeah 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 uh, and that's probably me just drunk <laughs> yeah stupid. And I wake up and look at a broken phone. Uh, yeah. Okay. I haven't, you know, had drinks in probably a year. You know, I was just pregnant and everything. And I got this awesome idea last weekend that I wanted to have some drinks. And I drank some White Claws. And I felt like <laughs> shit in the morning. And I just don't think it's for me anymore. <laughs> I just think. I had We had uh, some wine last night. And I... I haven't had wine in a while. Yeah. But I don't drink that much hardly ever. Right. And I think I had three glasses and it was, I don't feel that great today. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, it's I don't not, feel bad, but I just, it drains my system. Yeah. It makes don't you feel, so, it's not even worth it. Yeah. When I was 20, oh, damn. <laughs> I drank your bottle, my bottle, their bottle. Go steal two more <laughs> bottles from the fucking Albertsons. You know, like, <laughs> and now <laughs> I can't even. Ugh. I'm just because I don't need to, dude. My life is fucking fulfilled. I have, yeah. I don't even know, like, now when I look back, like, where do you even, where do these people find the time, dude, to be fucking <laughs> yeah, around? Exactly. Oh my God. We saw somebody on the highway last night, though. Oh, he was on like a moped 
doing that thing was he was giving it all it had <laughs> it was like, like 63 tops yes <laughs> and i looked at my friend and i said you know he's going to fucking score there's no reason somebody else will be on the highway in the middle of the night on a fucking moped <laughs> topping it out yeah. like he is something has gone down it was so funny <laughs> oh that reminds me of one night it was at my grandma's place when I lived over there and Emily and I were there. We had friends over I love my sister's her. friends too. We had a campfire in the back and we both were very drunk on the wine. Yeah. And then I ended up having to carry her back up to the house, fell, dropped her, but so an- glamorous. An- I, <laughs> I, I landed on my knees on the concrete yeah. to try to but you got brace her. her fall. Yeah. She just barely she ain't little. Yeah. She's all six feet. <laughs> barely hit the ground, but yeah. And then I'm, yeah, that's the night I woke up and threw up all over her in the middle of the night. I woke up throwing up oh, man. all this wine. On I'm pretty her. sure Poor I had thing. over a bottle myself. So why don't we do that yeah. anymore, Rosie? <laughs> exactly. What? So I, when I think about drinking, sometimes those random memories just pop yeah, into my like, head. Yeah, like why? Ugh. Yeah, I made an ass out of myself in this house before. <laughs> that was, I don't even want to, that was so embarrassing. <laughs> And all I remember about that is that I was wearing like my laundry day underwear mm-hmm. and I was wearing a dress. And I, the next day, I'm like, I know everyone in there saw my fucking <laughs> granny panties. <laughs> like, <laughs> but uh, yeah. If you can imagine seeing Aubrey 15 years from now. Yeah. What do you think she's going to be like? Oh, man. Hopefully. Okay. So in 15 years, let's see. Then I'll be 50. Oh, dude, I think I'm going to be, I think I'm going to, in 15 years that I'm going to be living in a legal state with like a few little plants and making (laughs) all like fucking just having a little farm and having like dreads and raising my kids, (laughs) like raising my kids in nature. You know what I mean? Like letting them grow up, help, but like with farming and having some fucking few chickens and like. But just a little, like I'm not trying to go way out there, right. and like I don't need a cow, you know, like just a few acres and a couple, mm-hmm. like a cool garden and cool plants, and I want to make cool freaking topical lotions, and I'm, you know, like yeah. I just want to just hit me out big time with my family. That's where I want to be. Sounds in 15 very years. peaceful. Yeah, exactly, and that's it. No bullshit, and I want to do my very best to educate my children and you know kids when their hearts get broken as children that really opens them up for a lot of bullshit as adults you know bad Mm -hmm. decision making and impulse control issues and they're trying to self-medicate you know so what i'm trying to do right now is i'm trying to keep three children from getting their hearts broken right you know, like I'm trying to instill values and morals and love and like confidence. And in 15 years, if I have three healthy, confident young adults, I'm, I'm good. That's great. <laughs> I hope that happens. I hope so too. <laughs> All right, let's do my little one second answer to a one second question. Ah, so, okay. two things to choose from. Just you don't have to think about it okay. necessarily. It's. <laughs> So start easy, dog or cat? Oh, dog. Okay. Pool or lake? Lake. Coffee or energy drink? Coffee. Inside or outside? Inside. 
Pecan like, or pecan? Pecan. <laughs> pecan. 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 Summer or winter? Summer. Lemonade or limeade? Lemonade. Book or audiobook? Book. Good food or a good drink? Good food. Loud or quiet? Both. <laughs> <laughs> Teach or be taught? Be taught. I like that. Night out or night in? Right now, night out. Okay. Driving or flying? Driving. Last, heads or tails? Heads. Heads it is. Oh, I win. Excellent. All right, so let's see. I asked inside or outside. What did you think about for inside or outside? I thought about how fucking hot it is. <laughs> okay, yeah. Right now, since it is very hot, that is yeah, that makes sense. And it depends, though, because I like being outside. I like having my hands in the dirt, gardening, and those. I like doing those things. But I am, if I could do it in a greenhouse, I'd be much happier. Yeah, you know what I that mean. Would be like nice. I'm an indoor kind of girl. Yeah, there's always mosquito issues right. here, and they will not leave me alone. Have you ever ever? Done. So when I was at treatment in Hawaii, they had a whole greenhouse, a whole the hydroponic system where they grew mm, all their vegetables. Yeah. And so I started working in there and it was the coolest, most therapeutic. It was, I fell in love with working in that greenhouse. I can't remember. They had a name for it and it was like going to be my job. But then I started acting like a fucking asshole and <laughs> ran away from the rehab. And I'm so... That was so dumb, but because that place, I went to that actual treatment center three different times. It's a therapeutic community called Habilitat, and I learned so much about accountability at that program that I used in my entire life, and that I almost, even in my addiction, even doing stupid shit, I still, like, would verbally be accountable for my actions like you know what i mean like yeah. i still had a hard time lying because it had been like instilled in me to take accountability yeah, you can hear that lecture in your head yeah making a decision it wasn't really a lecture it was like screaming a lot <laughs> but anyway it was a really fucking cool place and but that whole hydroponics greenhouse that they had and learning how to just grow the vegetables and again with the nurturing like that's my yeah yeah that's my healing that's my therapy like nurturing and helping and helping things grow like that shit oh it gives you a purpose too yeah yeah it does good things inside i would think in a greenhouse since you know plants are contributing to the air around you and everything that it would just oh, be such a more great. pure air source so yes. you probably feel better overall Feels physically good in there. yeah we're planning on after this apartment buying a house we've actually talked a bit with some family about, you know, helping get that started. Mm -hmm. We don't need money from anybody, but credit right, helps. Because right. yeah, it's a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, so you know, we've talked a bit about. So the plan is to be buying a house after this lease is up, and I'm just my only requirement is that I have room for like a greenhouse and room to garden. Mm -hmm. Like that's all I care about. You can put it in a tiny house on a ton of land like yeah. i'm cool with that <laughs> yeah yeah that'd be awesome 
I like having a, a lot of room outside. Yeah. I don't like taking care of the grass. Yeah. If it was just all or, yeah, cool plants you ever fallen and stuff on a like fucking that. Lawnmower before? <laughs> <laughs> God. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to mow. My back sucks ass. Oh yeah. I'm trying to get another MRI. Things just aren't really getting better. But damn. Um, yeah, mowing in that heat with my back. Oh my god. Yeah. It's just not good. I feel it for the next three days. Yeah, we went to the lake to Twin Points the other day. I put on sunblock twice, and I came home just red like a lobster, dude. And it, yeah, it hurts. Painful. And it's so hot. I watched. I had the baby in the carrier, Lucas, the tiny one. And I watched right before my eyes, tiny little, like, heat blisters just popping up on top of his head. So I grabbed a hat, obviously, yeah. you know. But it was just like, it's a different kind of hot these days than it seemed when we were younger. Like, it's yeah. a whole different, what? <laughs> it's hot, hot. Yeah, me being in construction, I mean, I'm outside a lot yeah. uh, as it is. I've 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 lucked out for the first part of the summer so far because we've, we've been doing a remodel inside of a, a school. So it's not too bad, but there is some outside work. Yeah. But still, I think it was last year. I don't think last year was incredibly super hot, but... I felt like I was very much more sensitive to the heat for some reason yeah. and the cold last yeah. last winter. I don't know why. It's like I could not warm myself up in the cold and I could not yeah. cool down in the heat. So maybe I'm just wow. old. Maybe it's just age. Yeah. Yeah. My husband's a welder. So yeah, when they're out in the, he's working in the heat, it's already a hundred and something degrees outside then they're in the mm -hmm. shop with no climate control and they're all working with fire and and have leathers covering right all yes over them. and yeah and they're covered Shoot. head to toe yeah the poor dude he's just he's a good man he's good to me but he not but <laughs> wait <laughs> no he is a good man and he is good to me uh he's so exhausted dude when he gets home i can imagine yeah it's just like you can just uh I can't even imagine being like, because whenever I'm, you know, working, I'm a waitress by trade, which also gets hot because you're constantly just mm -hmm. running. Yeah. But um, just that working with fire and you're in the heat and all that. Damn it. Yeah, it's a lot. He works hard. He's a good yeah, this guy. week, I think I've been more physically drained, it seems like. And it's just, I think it's just traveling and being mm -hmm. in the heat necessarily. Like even in my truck, just driving yeah. home. I can't, it's not cold enough. It doesn't even get, <laughs> our there. apartment warms up in the afternoon. Like it gets hot yeah. in there and there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. I hate it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I'm going to have Micah on again sometime because he's a really good storyteller and everything. So I'm going to give you an opportunity, a question or story or something that you think I should ask him. Dang. I will just start by saying... Micah is one of my favorite people in the whole fucking world. So, but I don't know if he remembers. Ask him what he, if he remembers that kid, Kevin, from elementary school at the center. If he remembers being on the playground and Kevin calling me fat. <laughs> Ask him if he remembers that. That sounds like it would be a good story. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin never fucking called me a name again. <laughs> All right. I believe it. Man, that was one of the first times that I was around Micah was at one of Dustin's Halloween parties. Oh, and there was a fight there. Yeah. I wasn't at that one, yeah. but I've heard about it. You know, dude. It like, was so... I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus or anything. It was just... No. It was awkward for me because I wasn't 
that comfortable around them. I knew that there was since Did I was. Did you know with, those guys? No, not at all. Oh, no. okay, okay. No, it, but being that I was with Emily and it was, yes. there was I could still feel some tension around. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't know how anything would go down. But if you were next. <laughs> yes, because it ended up me trying to get Micah off this dude. Right, because right. Because he was obviously down. Much. He was done. Yeah, he's done. You know. And I couldn't pull Mike off, and I was just th- I, I was I, was, I approached strong. it very subtly, like I yeah. I kind of just kind of wrapped my arms around his waist, but I right. hardly, I didn't squeeze, to and show, it was just like I was just kind of tugging up a little just bit to get his attention. Like, yeah, come on. I think Danielle had yeah. Oh, Danielle, actually, got she his did attention. that. She, I know she did. Yeah, she got up in his face basically to right. snap him out of it. But yeah, good. Um, yeah, because I think Dustin took a swing. I knew things were about what? to get bad, and I was about to help this dude out of the door, and then somebody was blocking the door. <laughs> right. So as I'm trying to move them away from the door, it already started, and then I Damn. was stuck behind it, and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. I have, <laughs> it was you very know, scary. My, uh, you know where we all get it from? I mean, this is my mother. <laughs> <laughs> my mother is not scared of fucking nobody, dude. Yeah. Yeah, no. She goes outside... My mom has faced some straight, I'm not even fucking with you, like killers that I used to associate with when I was a dumbass. She, there, one time I remember I was in the front seat in this suburban with a, with a straight killer, fucking piece of shit, you know, mm-hmm. gun in his lap, like at the time, doing all kinds of ratchet shit in the car. And my mom comes right up to his window, is like, <laughs> Like, is that my daughter in there? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I see her. Get out. Get out of this car now. <laughs> you know? And these people, and nobody ever disrespected my mother. Do you like that in any of these instances? She got lots of, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It was always the, yes. So we get, we're feisty. We all kind of are. Mm-hmm. And um, it's her fault. <laughs> <laughs> But there, Micah is a good storyteller. Yeah, definitely. He reminds me of a lot of people that I've worked around. Just, uh, I'd say construction, but kind of, mm-hmm. I don't even want to say Southern either. It's not necessarily Southern. It's just, I don't know. I can't just, I can't put a, yeah. word, a word to it, but very familiar. Good storytelling. Have you ever thought about just... having like people on together? Like, what if me, Micah, and Dustin came? I've, already, I've mentioned that to both of that them already. That would be hilarious. I said that would be, uh, I think Dustin said that would be, we'd that have to would, have a mediator of some sort, that is what would, he said. We would be fucking, <laughs> it would be loud, but it would be hilarious. It would be fun, because it's just, they had a different experience than I did, because you have to understand that I'm the baby, mm-hmm. and I'm the only girl. Right. You know, so when they... I did, we did lots of crazy, crazy things together, but it was always a little bit more, what they were doing was a little bit more undercover when I was around because I was the baby. Yeah. You know, so, but then I definitely got to an age where it was like fucking balls to the wall, all of us. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you should also ask, you should also do a podcast with me and Jennifer. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, <laughs> I don't know. Jennifer, oh, that would be so funny. <laughs> me and Jennifer, we used to be, not used to be, me and Jennifer are very good friends. I adore that woman, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But um, we're not very far apart in age. So when her and Dustin got married, 
me and Jennifer had a very, a lot of fun. Yeah. Me and Jennifer. Yes. And Dustin would get so mad. He'd say, every fucking time y'all leave the house, it's $200 every time. Because we just would be going from this place to this place. to this. We used to have so much fun, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Living it up. I think the three of us together would be. Yeah, I'm totally down for that. You've got to do it. We'd have to get one more mic. Yeah, I'd get another mic. But I've I got this shitty Dustin's one here that I used. Too. It's like I could always borrow one here. if it came down to it. Yeah, I like it. I I, I want to do something different with this table. I, I maybe not even in here, but a longer table yeah. or there's more room. Oh yeah. Kind of, you know, we can put this off to the side and all that kind of crap. Do you watch so. Joe Rogan or listen to Joe Rogan? Yeah, yeah. That is. Now he's got a great setup too. Yeah, Joe sure. Rogan is a pretty. He's a cooler dude. I don't want to say two. <laughs> <laughs> he has a he great has a setup. Cool setup. Uh, yeah, Ideal. he's a cooler dude than I realized. But my husband watches him all the time. Yeah, people I, just talk shit because because I mean, they, they don't listen to anything. They just hear yeah. a clip, and he's just they're probably listening to more of a comedy routine or a right. exaggeration rather right. than listening to an entire conversation and understanding there's so much more to this always, person. Yeah, and he's got good people on, dude. I yeah, like. I think him. he asks great questions. Yeah, sometimes he's too stoned or maybe a little bit buzzed <laughs> and yeah. could kind of sound dumb, but. But you're just you're focusing on one part of a right. three-hour conversation, and that, he still just is trying to understand. And sometimes, maybe it's good that he sounds kind of dumb because maybe I don't understand exactly. things on the same level that he does when he's sober. Maybe I need him to be stoned so I can understand too. Yeah, who knows? Right. <laughs> so, no, I think he's got great, great. Uh, I mean, that's kind of what helped. He's started so many podcasts without realizing it. Like yeah. influenced m- cool. me to start, you know, and then so many other people. Yeah. I mean, there's several people that inspired me to do it. But I was I hoping like... this would be funnier, though. I feel like it was <laughs> kind of heavy. Well. Maybe we'll do it again. Yeah. And we'll talk about fun stuff. Yeah. Well, like you said <laughs> earlier, you know, you were afraid, not afraid, but wondering what people would find valuable why? or you know yeah. like, why is someone gonna listen to me and it's because you're just a person you know just like We've somebody all... else you're, you're dealing with maybe some struggles that somebody else has never been told right how to deal with or you know it just they relate to it in a way that it might kind of yeah. spark something in their head to hopefully get better or help someone else that's struggling or whatever anything you know because that's what i liked about i'd say sam harris is one of the biggest influencers for me which is yeah because of meditation and just just his perspective he really explains yeah. things very well and even though it might be controversial sometimes or to some people for whatever reason the way he explains things it's he's coming from a place of intellect versus right. just like an emotional response yeah. to something yeah whatever so right. and i felt like it taught me some things so that's yeah. kind of what i wanted to do if i can help someone feel that same way Anything. that would be awesome yeah i treat it kind of like an educational thing but also i I consider too. myself maybe kind of funny too sometimes. <laughs> so, you know, I like to People be funny. People seem to think I'm funny. A lot of times, it seems like when I mean to be, it never like comes out. It never happens, right? right? You yeah. know? But people seem, they seem to be cracking up a lot when we're talking. And I think it's just because I don't have much of a filter, mm-hmm. you know? But which is actually putting me in a funny position because I'm trying to teach my nine-year-old about a filter <laughs> uh-huh yeah he said to somebody recently like i'm not trying to be rude but your teeth what's going on there? <laughs> i was i said what the fuck did you just oh my god like ah. and so uh and we were just talking about it last night 
I said something, why'd you say that? And he said, because I thought it. And I said, ah, you still, okay. You don't understand that you don't have to say every, he, you know, he didn't, he legitimately didn't understand that you don't have to say everything that comes through your mind. Like maybe taking things a little bit too literal, like, Hey, speak your mind. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You're fat. (laughs) (laughs) Are you so fat? Yeah. So. Kids are wild like that, though. Yeah, they are. They're so fucking cool, though, dude. Kids are so cool. Even the stuff that Isaiah, he's really into drawing right now. And he's, Mm -hmm. but he's like self taught, I would say. Like he's learning about, he'll tell you, I'm learning about drawing things from different angles right now. So he's learning just by sight, you know, just by looking at different pictures, how to make something draw something that looks like you're looking at it from up above or uh-huh. like it's back there. Like, and he's just, he's just figuring it out, you know, and just yeah. watching these kids just mind figure this. It's just blows my mind, you know, yeah. like the things that he can do and figure out and the things my three-year-old can figure out are just crazy. They're so cool too. They're so funny. They're, Molly is obsessed with Micah. So, she wants to know where Micah is just about every morning. Is Micah coming? <laughs> and then she's real interested in the breast pump. So she's always trying to get the breast pump and like put it on her chest and try to get milk out. <laughs> oh gosh, it's so funny, dude. She's like the best. They're all the best. I can't wait. I miss them. I can't wait to go home. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't really have a whole lot else uh, on here, honestly. But uh, I was just going to ask if uh, if you had anything else that you'd like to talk about or ask uh, me about or anything at all. I don't know that. I just want to, just because we both know her, mm-hmm. like talk about Emily for a second because sure. you know her too. And, have, and I don't know if you've noticed, but this chick, dude, like in the last couple of years, his, like I'm going to cry, dude, and like how much she's like, ugh, I'm in love with that girl. She has done so much. Like, we've gotten so close. She was there when Lucas was born. She took the pictures of my birth. Like, and, um, man, I just wonder. I've wanted to talk. I just wonder if anyone else is looking around and, like, noticing, like, how fucking badass this chick has become, dude. Like, I'm so proud of her. Mm -hmm. So, I don't even know. (laughs) I was just thinking about her, thinking, dang. Yeah, like, she's she's a very special person. She's a special person, dude, and I really admire you both. Actually, y'all are both really fucking cool people, and I love. Thank you. I love where you've. I love where you have ended up. Thank you. I do. I'm proud of you, dude. I love where and she's ended whole, up too. Yeah, and I love where she is, and I think that it's whatever. Y'all had your time together, and that was, it was perfect for the time that it was. Mm-hmm. You know, and then it like, but people grow and move on, and that's fine, and. Y'all both have these like awesome lives. I'm fucking proud of you, man. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you heard about Penelope. I recently. did, and it was that was rough. Me and her cried about it together. Actually, I've never um, had a connection with an animal that way, but I do have that kind of connection with my cousin. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we kind of just rode in the car, like held hands, and cried about it together, and it was so beautiful, like and so cute. I'm just, I'm so glad to be here. Mm-hmm. be present for all of this you know and i yeah. mean like i love it and i'm loving i'm getting to know all these different people in my family like again yeah or something over these last couple few years and it's just been so fucking cool like 
I'm excited about it. I can't wait to That's like good. get to know more. And it's so cool just watching everybody do their fucking shit, you know? Yeah. I like it. Living their life. Yeah. I just didn't want it to end without me saying something about her because I know she's going to listen and I want her to just hear what I think of her. That's good. And it, I just think, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> I'm okay with that. All right. Then I would I would agree. <laughs> Work-wise or contribution-wise, is mm-hmm. there anything that you'd like to mention as far as um, helping you guys out with work or um, uh, children's supplies or anything at all? I don't need anything. If you or anyone you know is interested in CBD products and help in that direction, I would love to talk with them and see what, you know? Sure. So that's about all. Okay. Cool. Because I'm loving it. I've made topicals for one of my friends. She's got bad back problems, you know? So I've started, like, making even topicals to help with her muscle pain and stuff. It's mm. pretty fucking cool. So that's about it. Yeah, since these times are a little bit they are hard on some people. Very. I, I definitely want to incorporate that where, you know, if anybody has yeah. anything to offer or somebody can yeah. help out some way. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess that's all I've got. Okay. So <laughs> it was fun. That's that. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for sure. I hope it's interesting. It'll be interesting. Okay. I think it, I think it's great. <laughs> you do? <laughs> yes. Okay, cool. Yes. All right. Thank you for being here. Sure. Thank you. Rusty's escape pod. Rusty's escape pod.